ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Let's have a look at health now. Just like death and taxes, it's a near certainty in life that as we get older, we all put on weight. More and more of us are trying low-carb diets to try and stop the inevitable. But there are so many types of these low-carb regimes and how do we know which of them, if any, will work? Dr Norman Swan from the Health Report on Radio National has been looking at the findings of a huge new study. Norman, welcome. Thanks, Sally. What sort of different types of uh, low-carb diets are there out there? Well, there's the Atkins-type diet, which is very heavy on animal protein, animal fat. doesn't really worry about saturated fat, so you're taking a lot of fat, a lot of animal protein, not much in the way of vegetables. And uh, then there's gradations down. So there's you, you can have a Mediterranean diet, which is... Um, has, is lower in carbs, but the carbs that you eat are complex and you're not eating that much red meat. Um, you can have a vegan diet, a vegetarian diet, where you're trying to control your carbs. So there's a lot of variations there. Um, and the, the key here is we tend to get focused on weight loss. You know, what works for weight loss? This study was of a massive number of health professionals, nurses and others, being followed for many, many years. And they're looking at what actually, exactly to your point in the intro, what reduces the inevitable weight gain as you get older, which low-carb diets are best. What is happening with our bodies? Why does this happen? You know, you think decades earlier, I could eat absolutely anything and nothing much would happen. What's going on in our bodies that that changes so much? Makes you sick, doesn't it? Um, (laughs) um, So what's happening is there are a lot of different factors going on. Uh, Women tend to blame their hormones as they go into the menopause and they're putting on weight, but there's probably nothing terribly special about the menopause in terms of weight gain. Men experience it as well. So a few things going on. One is, as you get older, you tend to exercise less. You know, plenty of people who are exceptions to that, you exercise less. Your muscle mass goes down as you age. So that's the aging of muscles. And you've got to work really hard to maintain your muscles. That's a really important predictor of how well you do in life. Now, muscles are highly energetic. In other words, they burn a lot of calories, they make your metabolism more effective. And Probably your metabolic rate goes down, but that's, that's probably due to the reduced exercise and the reduced muscle mass. And then recent findings from Sweden suggest that as you get older, your fat tissue is just a bit more recalcitrant, harder to get it off. Uh, the turnover in fats just reduces. I'm sorry, this is going to be a very depressing conversation. <laughs> I'll be at the gym after the show, don't worry, uh, Norman, as I was yesterday. Um, so, so the question then is, so just jump to this, which low-carb diet. So low-carb diets can actually reduce the weight gain as you get older. But what they found was that the Atkins-type diet, which is a lot of animal protein, a lot of fat, actually increases weight gain as you get older. The healthiest um, low-carb diet is one where you're eating complex carbs, uh, a wide, wide variety. In other words, a Mediterranean-style diet, not too much animal protein, and that's associated with the lowest weight gain. And vegan uh, diets and vegetarian diets are also associated with lower weight gain. And um, and you know, and if you have the occasional breakout and you have some fish or meat and so on, you're not going to do yourself any harm with the with the weight with the weight uh, slower weight gain. 
What is it about the Mediterranean diet that's not only so effective for this kind of stuff, but also, you know, we've had lots of messages about longevity, uh, cognitive function and so on. What is it about this combination of foods that seems to tick the boxes for so many things? Yeah, it's it's not just the Mediterranean diet, by the way. The Vietnamese diet, traditional Mediterranean diet, is quite similar to the Mediterranean diet. It just tastes different and looks different. But it's, it's a wide variety of vegetables, not overcooked, and where you're and often cooked with oil, and you're releasing antioxidants um, that are natural in, in that, and, and actually they tend to slow down the age-related damage in tissues. And you're controlling your um, the animal protein in your diet, which is associated with colon cancer and other things. So it's essentially a highly diverse diet where you're just careful where you get your protein and your fat from. You've also been looking at another study, Norman, into insomnia. Tell me about that one. So this is another huge study, 31,000 people bringing together the evidence. Maybe one in five people have trouble with insomnia. What's that? Well, it's trouble getting off to sleep, feeling waking up in the morning with feeling that you haven't slept well, with poor quality sleep, and waking up during the night and not getting back to, to sleep. So one in five people who get very anxious about it. This looked at cognitive behavioural therapy, essentially psychotherapy to help you through and what works and what doesn't work. It was really interesting. So what doesn't work very well is teaching you about sleep hygiene, stuff we already know, you know, dark room, don't, don't look at your, um, your, your, mo- your mobile phone, etc. That doesn't seem to make any difference. People kind of know that and it's neither positive or negative. What seemed to work, be counterintuitive, counterproductive, was relaxation therapy. Uh, which is, you know, think, well, what's going on there? And there are more studies coming out where relaxation therapy may not be, for a lot of different things, the thing that people set out. So this is where you lie and you squeeze your muscles and you relax your muscles and and so on. And what they think is happening there is that it keeps you in bed longer because what, what does work is restricting your time in bed to two things, sleep and sex. And if you're finding yourself festering, you know, they, they tell you to get up, go and read a book, come back, don't watch the telly. Um, and it keeps you in bed longer, festering, and that's, that may be what. So what does work is cognitive therapy where they're restructuring how you think about your sleep. Mindfulness meditation does work. Uh, face-to-face with your therapist rather than online is a bit better than online, although online does work. And this an idea of sleep restriction where you go to bed as late as you can to get a good night's sleep and you keep and you, you and you have a set period point in the morning where you wake up, and you get to, even if it's a very short period of time, you get a good night's sleep, and then you only lengthen it once you're once you're stabilised doing that. But you do need some help to do that. It can be quite hard. I listen to some of those um, guided meditations, and I wear a, a smartwatch, and I can actually see when I'm doing that. Uh, that my resting heart rate goes down quite a bit when I'm using that to to get to sleep. Um, it's well, quite interesting, especially on these early morning shifts. Like last night, slept you know quite easily. It seems to get me to to, to drift away. Mm. And, and what you've just described is a form of mindfulness. So mm. it's not relaxation therapy. It's actually mindfulness. It's refocusing the mm. mind on something else. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting because it, and and not until you do it do you realise how, you know, they talk about that monkey brain, how much, how scattered your thoughts can be from one thing uh, to the next. It's, um, it would be impossible to write down a tally, the number of things that you <laughs> think about before you're supposed to be going to sleep. Well, that's right. But people misunderstand 
including mindfulness meditation, um, people think, oh, it's about clearing your mind of all these extraneous thoughts that come into your head. It's actually not about that. You can't, you can't do that. It's impossible to do it. But it's actually to pay attention to those thoughts that mm. come into your mind because they, they will trigger, um, you know, they'll help you understand why you're, um, you know, why you're anxious or why you're waking up. And of course, in your case, it's that you're going to sleep through your alarm and not get into the office. <laughs> well, it was an interesting mixture last night of uh, guided meditation and in the background, thousands of people screaming out for Taylor Swift that I could hear <laughs> coming through the window. So for what it's worth, uh, it worked. Norman Swan, thank you so much. I'm glad to hear that Taylor Swift's good for another thing. <laughs> Norman Swan uh, is the host of The Health Report on RN and also co-hosts the podcast What's That Rash with Tegan Taylor? Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.